0: yes 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 people you know what time it is it is time for this week's echoes from the boy yeah kind of felt appropriate to throw a little travis on you feel me you know what i mean (laughs) hey there's, there's been some crazy shit going down people now i guess a lot of people are probably thinking you know what i mean britney is now free well that's what those weird tiktok people are probably celebrating but no that's not the big piece of news people that's not the big piece of news you know what the big news is it's the queen right in the uk the queen was gonna miss the remembrance sunday services now it says because she sprained her back right now people (laughs) you know what the fuck that means right that's some oh Yeah, she sprained her back. She sprained her back getting some. You feel me? Philip died. I last year, right? Or maybe it was a year before. I don't know. But now she's free and single. She's probably been swiping up on Tinder. She got herself a little certain certain through a back cow. People. Right, How, I feel you know. What I mean, it's Remembrance Sunday, and that's all a bit like, uh gotta remember people died years and years and years ago. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. Now, don't get me wrong. I appreciate you mean what they did, but. My day, my day. You know what I mean? I'm gonna do. Like, if it was the other day, yeah, I get it. And I, you know what I mean? I throw money in a poppy jar and all of that kind of jazz. But you know, fuck it. So I feel though, right? The queen getting, um, you know, getting some probably reverse cowgirl, whatever she likes to do. There's probably some royal positions no one knows of, right? But it's kind of inspirational you know what i mean and it's probably the first inspirational thing these motherfucking royals have ever done you know what i mean because she's 95 and she's still getting some yo that's that's boy you know what i mean i mean it's embarrassing because yeah yo, i'm thinking like a 95 year old's getting getting more action of me what the fuck, yo? But, uh, yeah, there you go, people. You know what I mean? You know we always come out with the great shit. But there's more stuff we're going to talk about, people. So let's get into it, all right? All right, people. So, man, I I, I always see these stupid stories put out by the BBC and just other publications, right? They, they do it all the time. And this week we had, what would the world be like if it was run by teenagers, right? Would the world be a better place? You know, I, it's just a stupid question, right? Again, you often get, oh, would the world be a better place if it was just run by women? I mean, like, what are you talking about? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, what are we talking about? Like, I think we've seen plenty of examples of having kids, like, run things or be in certain positions. I, I mean, look at fucking Greta Thunberg, who is a moron. Right. is that whole thing of just like, I'm not going to sit down with Trump because I don't like him. And be like, look, if you want to enact climate change, you have to talk to everyone. You can't cherry pick. Like, oh, that person's nice. Well, that person serves good sandwiches. No, you talk to everyone. It's about changing minds, behavioural change. Right. And then there are plenty of maniacal women. Right. Who is the, um, shit? There was a woman in Asia who was murking everybody. You know what I mean? I, I forget her name, but she was crazy, right? And and it's the thing, right? Dudes be crazy, women be crazy, kids be crazy. And also, kids don't have life experience, right, which you need to make certain decisions, right, but for things to run better, you need all opinions, right, all opinions of people that are (sighs) educated in that thing to make opinions, right, if someone's an incredible artist, maybe not the person to speak on the economy, but to speak on culture, they could very well work. You know what I mean? So it's about that, bringing people with the right mindset. They gotta be open, right? No closed people, but with knowledge, you know? So women, men, just anyone, if, if you have those skills, hey, sit at a table, And let's find answers. So when people be like, oh, it should only be men. It should only, you're a dumb motherfucker to have those things. And to be like, oh, children, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, ugh, you're dumb. Right? And it's all because there's a renewable energy company called Good Energy that decided to put together an advisory board of just 12 to 17-year-olds. Right? And it said that the oh yes, the CEO meets with them regulator, they get their ideas and blah blah blah. And it's just like, well, that's cute, right? Oh, yeah, that's cute. And A, it makes a story because these things, let's be honest, most of the time it's done for publicity. Right? It's done for public because we don't have to know this shit. Right. If they're making great inroads and helping the world and blah, 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 boom, boom, that's outstanding. But they're not really doing shit. (laughs) I mean, let's be honest. Right. So, you know, it said "Oh, it said, you know, so far, the advisory board has helped it review its diversity inclusion strategy. And, their, and that their feedback on our brand and how we position ourselves has played a big part in new websites we are launching soon. we are like, oh, you. Oh, OK. OK. Right. So you're just having 12 and 17 year olds talk on your <laughs> diversity and inclusion strategy. Really? Right. So you know, someone who has walked the world for, let's say, 30 years, so has dealt with a a whole array of situations, so understands, you know, the different facets of inclusion, racism, exclusion, all of these sort of things, right? You're saying that? is not important when you do those things. because Let's be honest, a a 12-year-old, even a 17-year-old, they haven't seen all of that. Now, you, you could have dealt with things in your bubble, right? So you have an understanding. Because understand, right, I grew up in a racist fucking spot, right? Which makes you think one way. But then you go somewhere else where things are more open, right? So you'd be like, oh, shit will be better here. And then you, you realize, oh, not necessarily, right? But your perception is, walking into this next situation will be better. If only I can get to this. But it's not necessarily. It's all about nuance. And so you've encountered different situations, right? Now, I'm not saying, Don't talk to kids. Yeah, kids give you an insight. But let's not act like they will give you the finished fucking project. Because that, people, is ludicrous. Yo, it's really funny, right, how certain things are looked at and other things, which are just as crazy, are given a free pass, and sex is one of those things, right? And you know, you like sex, drugs, all of that. And and we look at them like, oh, oh, we we can't expose people to that. Oh, that's gonna scar people, that's terrible. But we freely sell alcohol and cigarettes, two things that have killed. So many people, right? Now, when you look at it, you know, so cigarettes, there's cancer. And the other crazy thing, passive smoking. So the amount of people that have died who didn't even smoke, right? Roy Car, I think Roy Castle was the first person who I think I perceived as that as a kid, right? Because he was a a, I think he is a trumpeter. Yeah, he wasn't a sax, he was a trumpeter, I believe. He he was on Blue Peter. That's how little Kevin knew him. You know what I mean? And um, then you found out, I remember, that he had cancer. Uh, But then you were like, he didn't smoke? And it was like, how is he dying of lung cancer if he didn't smoke? And then you learn about passive smoking, right? And the fact he's a trumpeter in a club you know what I mean? Taking big breaths, yeah. Of course, he's getting fucked up, right? Alcohol, liver cirrhosis, and failure, and just all of that. But it also is is a big factor in domestic violence. You have drink driving. There are all of these fucking issues. Still, let it happen. We don't ban drinking. Right, we don't hide it away. They, like, drink alcohol companies, sponsor events and people and just all of this thing. But, yeah, we we allow it. And we allow these things because of the money that the government fucking makes off of them. But they want to hide sex. They want to hide sex. You know? I don't even get into drugs because that's another bullshit. But right? So Durham University, they have done a really sensible thing, right? Done a real sensible thing, but they're getting flack from dum-dum Michelle Dunlan, who's the further education minister. And really, with this mindset, she ain't right for that fucking job, yo because here's the thing, the university, you know, it started offering training sessions to help students involved in sex work. It's not promoting sex work. It's not like, hey, so, hey, welcome to the class, kids. Now, you want to know how to become a sex worker? Okay. In module one, we're going to be looking at hand jobs and blow jobs okay settle in because this is going to be a fun ride hey there's lube on the table for everyone they're not doing that they're not doing that right this this is you know as i said acting responsibly by offering students advice on how to stay safe right which why would people argue about that? Because, listen, they're going to do it, right? They're going to do it, right? I, I, I think, listen, there's, there's people that don't have enough money. Because, come on, man, the the cost of going to university is insane. It's insane. And it was back in the day. Now there was that period when it was free, right? Then they started charging. So you're paying. I think. I think I paid like it's three grand a year. I think it was three grand a year, and um, so you're paying that, right? Now there's some people were able to get bursaries or grants or student loans, and the student loans were shisty because you start paying interest on that shit, not from the time when you get your first job, right? Which that's what I thought it was, but that makes sense. You get your first job. And the idea was, I think it used to be, when you start earning, I think it was like 21 grand, then you start paying back your student loan. So if you've got a a part-time job in McDonald's or something like that, obviously you're not really making enough money to be able to, you know, throw out, like, yeah, especially if you're on basic shifts, say, you know? But then they changed it because because they realised, yeah, not everyone's getting into a high-paid job straight out of uni. So then they, I think they dropped it to 18, right, or 16 grand. The amount that you would make working at McDonald's or Burger King or somewhere like that, you know, which, sheisty move. But no, you start paying... That loan, well, you start occurring interest on that loan from the minute you take it out. That's why, right? My student loan, I got one payment, found that out and was like, lock it off. I tried to give that money back. And they're like, no, no, you've got it now. I'm like, you pieces of shit. I hadn't even spent anything. Like, it's literally, I got it. And then I heard someone... And I, as I was getting it, I was talking to the person. I'm like, "Man, I'm glad blah, 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 interest." And they're like, oh, "It starts now." I'm like, "I take it back." And it wouldn't, right? Which is insane. Um, but yeah, so there's gonna be people that ha- can't afford it. You know what I mean? Depending on your background, your parents, you know, their their, their you know financial situation. People that really struggle. Right. I worked like 50 hour shifts, so a lot of the times longer so I could pay fucking uni off, you know, and that it impacts your experience of university and the ability to do your coursework and study and all of that. Just so happens, I hardly sleep, so I was writing assignments at, you know, stupid o'clock in the morning, and they were still good. You know what I mean? Not just being like, oh, I was so good. No, I, I wrote a, you know, first-class dissertation at four in the morning, right? But not everyone can do that shit. Not everyone should do that shit, you know what I mean? So, yeah, you, you have to find work. And some people... You know, the, the the easiest work they could find would be sex work, right? You know, no stigma, do you? You know what I mean? Do you? So, hey, it's not always a great situation, but that's because it's illegal, right? That's the, pro- that's the main problem with sex work. There's no regulation because it's illegal. If you made it legal, you could regulate it and it would be safe, right, which has been, you mean, found in other countries, so why are we trying to act like that's not the fucking case, make it legal as well, you stop the sex traffickers, because they can't make any fucking money, you know what I mean, and so, right, as, look, there are bad situations on the streets, and doing that form of work, Right, like there's bad situations in other forms of work, but you know, some of the risks are way higher and the consequences definitely higher, you know? So why would you denounce someone who is trying to keep people safe, trying to educate them on the hurdles, the consequences, the situations? It It seems weird and this dumb dumb you know she just keeps on throwing out shit like they're normalizing you know, the sex industry she's legitimizing a dangerous industry which thrives on the exploitation of women i mean it exploits everyone right kids boys girls it's not you know it can be fucked up because it's illegal so you have these gangs that, you know, kidnap people or just lie to people. Hey, we've got a modeling job. Come and do it. You know what I mean? Which is just like, Ugh. But yeah, she's like, I'm deeply concerned that any university is legitimizing a dangerous industry which thrives on the exploitation of women, she said. "It's It is right that vital support is offered to women, who are being exploited. However, this course seeks to normalize selling sex, which has no place in our universities." So where, right, it, You, oh, like that's the thing, she's like, oh, it's vital to support people, but this, I mean, you can't have one, you can't say one and then go like a full 180 and say the next, but that makes no fucking sense, right? Because if you're saying, oh, it's good to have support, when are you offering that support, right? When people are deep, deep in and that support means nothing now because someone has been, you know, indoctrinated into a horrible situation, Stockholm syndrome and all of that, right? Teach people these things fucking early. So, you know, and if it looks like, oh, it could go south, they can get out. They can change. They could work for themselves. You know, it is ridiculous to try and think otherwise, right? It's so stupid, you know? It's failing people to, to try and say anything else because we know it's happening. We know it's happening, especially with OnlyFans. You know, what I mean? and sites like that. So we know people are doing it, and it might just be telephone sex. You know, they might not be having sex. You know, they may be just escorts where it's dates and stuff. But there's pitfalls. There's things people need to know, right? And it's funny. She's decrying it all. She's not offering up any solutions. And I find that very frustrating. When people are all ready to jump on something, be like, you should stop that, that is bad. You're like, okay, what's your solution, right? How would you go about this? And then be like, I don't know. I just don't like the way you're doing it. Be like, yo, you need to shut the fuck up, right? Come with a solution because really, I I see nothing wrong with what what Durham University is doing. It seems logical. And if more places did it, maybe shit would be better, right? Maybe there'd be a whole heap of, you know, people who don't fall into bad situations, you know? (laughs) Now, I'm no expert, people no expert but it just seems a logical thing you know i mean would you <laughs> hey i you know we had that document what is the fucking documentary called Ugh. but it was looking at you know social media and how it's affecting people and damaging I and mean, he was on netflix right there was that bit. it came out i feel it came out last year it's a social dilemma that's it, the social dilemma. And a lot of people will say social media is the cause of mental ill health and just the stress and the way, and be like, yeah, no, no, no. It's not. Social media is a tool, it's how we choose to utilize that tool. Now, you could offer people training. I don't know why they don't teach this shit in school, right? Be like, listen, understand. If someone, you know, ticks bad, unlike, thumb down, don't stress. You right? understand as well. People are only putting their good moments out on here, right? They're not putting the bad stuff. So don't look at it like people are perfect. You can teach that shit in school. Enforce people's, you know, self-worth. So they'd be like, oh okay, cool, right, but people want to blame, and then you get the social media companies doing things like YouTube have just done, and being like, look, we're, we're trying, you know what I mean, we're, we're trying to help people, right, so YouTube, they are trialing removing dislikes, all right, so we're on a video, you can be, if you like it or dislike it, they do, they're removing the dislike. Now, it's funny, right? It said, it's made the change to protect users from dislike bombing and reduce stress and embarrassment for creators, right? Now, the thing that I find very interesting with this, right? So they're like, oh, yeah, people will dislike bomb. People like bomb as well right, the amount of times you see people like, hey, everyone, let's go like this, so it will be ba ba ba." right, it's like when people go, oh, everyone, buy this single, or vote on this thing, so this song gets to the Christmas number one, right, or this person wins this singing competition, or something, like, people do that shit all the time, right, the amount of spam- bullshit i get of hey we can buy you this many likes right get five thousand likes you know to get you know monetized on youtube you can buy those likes you can buy the amount of viewers you need to monetize your shit but it's all fake it's all fake and it means nothing so i obviously i delete Ignore and block those motherfuckers, but that's a thing. So trying to be like, "Oh yeah, it's only dislike bombing," right? That's the only bad thing. Be like, "No, you lying pieces of shit!" And that's the funny thing because these platforms know this, but they they only want to do things that they feel make it look like they're doing something significant. When there's plenty of they could do to stop all this shit, right? Because look at it, you know, you can log into YouTube as anything, right? You can create a profile, be like, sungazer55, you know? Oh, happy-go-lucky, number one right? You can have a stupid ass username that means nothing. It offers nothing. So you wouldn't know the, um, you know, the, the gender, the sexuality. You have known nothing from a, a weird username. Now, a way to, you know, keep people accountable, right? Firstly, you can only have a profile if you use your actual fucking name, right? And to verify, you have to, I don't know. Now, I'm going to be like, you have to show a passport. Not everyone's got a passport, obviously, or a driving license, you know, things like that. But there's things like you have to enter your national insurance number. Everyone's got a national insurance number. You know, or something like that—a visa number or something. Now, obviously, I don't want a dictatorial system, but I'm just saying there's there's ways that you can put in place to ensure that these things are true, and again, they're not dummy accounts. Now, obviously, the dummy accounts will get in, as they always do, but it's a way to combat, but make people accountable. If you then, right, can go on someone's page and it's got a record of everything you liked or disliked or all your comments, so you can't hide behind that. If you say something, you said that thing, you know? But it makes people accountable. The other thing, right, do what um, Instagram does. You know, where the the post is one size and the comments are smaller, right? Make the the comments less significant on the eye. You know what I mean? Because if you want to look at the comments, fine. But they're not taking up all this space, right? There's different things you can do. You know, so if someone says something just horrendous, then, you know, like, it doesn't necessarily catch your eye, but it also is on that person, not sparky. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's what you can do. But you, I think showing if someone likes, if you're going to have a like, you need to have the counter to that, right? Otherwise, why have a like? Can't you know I mean? be like oh everyone has to either like it or that's it. you, know I mean? you like you could expand on that like indifferent, you know, love it, like it. It's okay. Yeah, you know I mean different categories because there's some things that you think oh that's outstanding, that's so clever. I mean things like yeah, you know I mean that amused me. It's okay. Right, so maybe expand. So allow people to really properly express their viewpoints on things, you know? Like these are more helpful than let's hide that and let's pretend people only dislike bomb, you know? Because hey, by seeing the full scope of things, you understand. It's like going to a comedy club, and if you only say you have to laugh at every single joke, even the jokes that suck or the jokes that there's elements of it that don't work because it's then that you are like, ah, okay. Yeah. I don't like my entrance into that joke or my exit out of that joke, the transition to the next. Yeah. I need to work on that. I need to, but you only get that from reactions. Now, it's not like you you hear a, a boo at one spot. And you're like, oh, I've got to change it all. No, no, no. Is that that like like you go to one spot, they don't like it. Another spot, will love it, right? So it, it's taking in all of that to be able to form how you will proceed with things. So by removing something like a dislike, you you you, I feel. You're crippling people on their ability to learn, okay, how are people absorbing this? You know what I mean? And as I said, look, there's other ways of doing it. There's other ways to counter trolls, right? But it's this pretense that, oh, this is the only way, right? It's, It's not. And it's just YouTube, like, trying to act like, hey, look, we're doing something. Hey, we're great. And you're like, ugh, fuck. Hey, so I was meant to go to (laughs) Skankfest the other week. Uh, Man, I, I had my ticket, everything, but. And the work situation got fucked up, and yeah, I couldn't couldn't go, couldn't go, couldn't afford it. You know, which sucked. It sucked. Though, right, from all the pictures, I would not have done well there, right? Because uh, it was mad open. There was no shade. I would have, but gear come back with cancer. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, it would have been a tough ass time for me. So, you know. I, like it, it sucked because I wasn't able to hang with my people's and just man because last gang fest in New York 2019, it was outstanding. It was phenomenal. It was so fun. So to, to miss out on that experience, it yeah, that sucked. But right now it was in Texas and I I, I heard, I remember seeing like people die at festival and I was like oh fuck god damn it I, I hope people's are cool and then it was just like oh different festival now it's not to be like ah okay fuck i don't know those people they can die it was just like a, a, it was a relief you know what i mean it being like okay okay my people's they're cool that's good that's good, right? But then it's, all right, so what the fuck happened, man? And um, then you see, whew, like people get sued, right? Now, Travis Scott, Drake, and Live Nation are all getting sued by, um, it's, it's funny, right? It's this, this local lawyer, right? This local lawyer is taking up the cause. And you're like, yeah, of course they are, Right? Of course they are. Because it's great publicity for them. You know what I mean You'd be like, oh, look, right? So it's you know, Tony Busby, right? He he was like, oh, I, I'm putting out a lawsuit on behalf of 35 people. And I bet it's you don't pay unless we win. And I will take this percentage of the monies. You know, what I mean? you know motherfuckers doing something like that. It, it it's not. It's not doing it out of the goodness of his own heart, right? Because it's when you're suing multiple people, like that's always an odd one. But you're like, mm, wait, who's got responsibility for this then? Like, who are you saying? You're you're blaming all of these people? It's not the same culpability, right? Because that's, you can't say that. That makes no sense, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, that's what they're doing, and it it's funny there's a like uh, you know the um they they didn't implement proper security and emergency response measures, and come on, right and and this is the thing, right I'm not saying that they did, I'm not saying that they did what I'm saying though is, I feel anyone that's been to a music festival. Shit can go south, right? You look at that festival and how it is. And even with, you know, I've been to spots and you've got police there. You've got enough St. John's ambulance services and, you know, facilities. And there's tents to go if you're dehydrated or you've injured yourself. And there's all of this stuff set up. But it just gets weird, right? Because it's easy to get turned around where you'd be like, wait, which direction is, where is. And when you're in the midst of everyone, it gets a little, it can get crazy and there's always pushing, right? That's a thing. They will always be pushing. So, you know, you could have the best plans, but you put a certain number of people in any space and it's going to get odd. It's going to get messy, right? Let's not kid ourselves, you know? And uh, the other thing, right, is they're blaming Travis Scott. They're saying he incited the crowd, right, incited the crowd and... Um, you know, got them into a situation where everyone started to push forward. That's what you say, right? But you go to any concert, they are hyping the crowd. You know, they are lifting the, you know, the anticipation. They are getting people so just hyped and energized because they want a reaction they want people to jump around to cheer to make noise to clap to dance they want that so you it's just like look we've seen people i've been to gigs where people are like Okay, so, um, yeah, this is our uh, first song in the album. Okay, so, um, yeah, here's our next song. And it's just like, there's no atmosphere, right? I, I saw The Cure. I saw The Cure at Reading one year. I think it was the second year I went, or was it the third? Did I go three times? I forget. But it, was the, it wasn't it was the first time. It was the next time. And, look, The Cure are some good songs. But, ugh, it was some funky, just monotonous set. There was no energy. No energy. But Foo Fighters, whoo, Nine Inch Nails, like, there's all these people. Like, Jay-Z there's like, man. Killed it, killed it. And it's because they just got the crowd just amped, man. The crowd were ready. The crowd were like, yes. You know what I mean? Like the, 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 a great set selection. You know what I mean? So you need to raise it up and bring it down a bit. There's that interaction, talking, and all. Man, it just works, right? But that's fine. That's fine. It's essentially it's the same thing, right? They they all do the same thing. Just on that few occasions, it just goes a little bit too much. It goes a little bit too wrong, and that's the crowd, right? Because people up on the stage, they can say what the fuck they want. You know what I mean you don't have to do it, right? You don't have to do it. It's like the people that always want to mosh, and there's moshing, there's jumping around, and boy, man, I remember like Dead Prez, Wu Tang, man, I mean some, some ill shit, and people just, man, you jumping around with your people's at the front, and it's just like, yo, it's hype, it's flavor, people, and you just have this incredible time. You know the song's coming on it's like yes, what? But there are those people that then wanna be throwing punches and elbows and be like and you'd be like, what are you doing? They're like, it's mushing, man, it's mushing. You'd be like, hit me, I will kill you. Okay? Are we clear, motherfucker? Right? Because that's not fun. Jumping around, you know? What I mean? Like shouting out lyrics and all of that, that's fun. That's fun. Punching people, not fun. That's some dumb shit, right? So there are people that do that thing. There are people that will push everyone out of the way to get to the front, right? Now, look, sometimes you have to go to the loo or you want to get a drink or something, something. Now, I always just try and stay in that spot, right? Once you move, it's, it's a nightmare. And I'm never finding people. I remember one time I had to go to Yuzaloo, right? I came back and I'm yeah, I'm there. And I'm like, I'm like, I'd like, yo, how great is it? I love this song. And I turned, and I'm like, oh, I don't know you. Like, where are my friends? I just with the wrong group. I've been jamming with the wrong fucking group for like half an hour or something. And then it's just like, uh, <laughs> where are my people? All, I don't know. Fuck it. I'm never finding them. That ain't happening. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, it, it's just like there, there, there are people, you know, if if that's it, and you, you know you're at the front, you'd be like, yo, excuse me, I just need to boom. That's one thing. No one minds that. It's like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And but there's people that will just push, elbow, and just all of that. And you're like, yeah, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing, man? So but you can never control that. You don't know how people are gonna act, right? It's just like with everything. There are some people that just don't know how to act, right? Motherfuckers that will talk throughout a film in a cinema. Fuck those people, right? So, you know what I mean? To be like, oh, it's all their fault. It's it's like the people that walk into a cinema and start shooting people, right? And it'd be like, oh, it's because they play Grand Theft Auto. And would be like, no, 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 no. They were always going to do that shit, right? They they could have watched anything. They could have watched a flower show. They were going to shoot people at some point, right? That's just how it is. You know, so it, it does seem a little weird. Now, I'm sure Scott and Drake probably shouted some crazy shit, right? Probably shouted some crazy shit. To get everyone hyped up. But you do not have to follow everything. If they say, people, we're going to Jim Jones here. Everyone, take a cyanide pill. Are you going to do that shit? Come on, man and it's just like they're saying that you know even when people were clearly collapsing and all of this and they kept it going right he should have stopped it he should have so like when you're on a stage you you ain't seeing that far back properly with clarity and at every gig even with incredible crowds you know, like the Foos, Kasabian, Kaiser Chiefs, again, Jay-Z, Beyonce, you know what I mean? Just a Tribe Called Quest, just all of these different gigs that were cool, no trouble whatsoever. There's people that will faint, right? Sometimes it's because they're so fucking excited, right? They just can't control themselves. Sometimes... And especially when you've been jamming all fucking day. Some people ain't drunk enough, right? So they're dehydrated. You throw in alcohol, it's going to help dehydrate you even more. Then you include the sun. Whoo! That's a crazy cocktail right there. So people collapse all the time. That's just a natural thing. So seeing someone fall down, you're going like, oh, there must be trouble. You're like... (sighs) These things be crazy, right? So there's that. Now, what the fuck was the the management doing? I'd say it's the management that, hey, it's their thing, right? You come on stage and be like, yo, the th- things are going down, and you might not hear them probably because again, it's noisy as a motherfucker. So it's just like, just cut the electricity and being like, yo, we're done turn the lights off, cut the electricity. They've got fucking speaker systems, which messages people, okay, head to the entrance, head to entrance A, head to entrance C. You know what I mean, like, they put out announcements. So you cut everything, put out announcement, everyone. Calm down, there's trouble, bum, bum, bum. That's them. I'd say that's not the artist's responsibility. That someone else should be taking charge of that. That's why you have management, right? That's why you have certain people in certain positions because they're meant to be looking after that, right? Now, you hear people saying, oh, but, you know, it was crazy there. And be like, listen, I, again, I've been in these situations and you feel those surges of people getting ready to move and rush and be like, you know what? I'm going to move gonna to move to the side i'm gonna to move to the like you move out you know to move out right there's been times and i've seen like kids and i've been like okay we need to get them out of here you be like yo come with me move this is gonna get insane you do not want to be a part of this shit, right so you move right so you you have these people to be like oh and we got we like listen it's not like it just happened you, you feel it build. You always feel it build, right? So you you there's you you can get out. There's people that were like, we were shouting at the security and they did nothing. I'm like, probably because they didn't hear you, you know? Like, you can't shout at gigs and expect anyone to hear you because there's so much going on. Right, you you might hear if someone's standing like here, but even then, you'd be like, "I love this track." You're like, "What did you say? I love this track." What did you say? You're know in mean? It's insane like that. So to be like, we shouted the security at the side, and they didn't help us. I'm like they didn't hear you, motherfucker. Right, and if everything is insane, you do not want to go in because. You ain't going to help anyone, right? Unless you are a huge-ass motherfucker. If you are huge, you might be able to barrel in, grab someone off the floor, pull them out. If you are not, and a lot of times stewards, they're not exactly built, right? Sometimes they're kids. They ain't helping. They ain't going to be able to help. There's only so much people can do. So, Obviously, when anyone dies, it's a travesty, right? But here's the other thing, which is kind of odd. You know, because I think nine people died, which as I said, it's sad. You know what I mean? Nine people dying, it is sad. Obviously. Obviously, that goes without question, you know what I mean, goes without question, but when you then look at how many people were there, right, when you'd be like, wait, what, I think there was something like 20,000 people up in the crowd, you know what I mean, it's something like that, 20,000, 50,000, so, you know, these things are big right, you get a lot of fucking people at these gigs, so when you look at how many people are there, and then how many people died, right, this might sound cold, and it's not meant to sound cold, but it's not even half a percent, it's not even half a percent, so when you look at it from that Point of view, it it was pretty safe. Yeah, there's an it's um there's a around fifty thousand spectators at the spot, right? So nine out of fifty thousand, so forty one thousand people. No, I'm going to say forty one thousand people. No, that would be nine thousand. No, forty one thousand nine hundred and one right yeah that's right oh my life sucks but yeah most people were safe right most people were okay so again I'm not saying it's not sad obviously it's sad you know and uh, one thing is just like Oh, I think a 14 year old died. And I, oh, it's so sad a young person died. And we're like, why is a 14 year old there? You know what I mean? It's just like, I mean, most concerts are meant to be over 18. And you do get the under, right? Under 16 concerts and all of that. But they're a whole different thing. But man, never bring a little kid to something like that. And if you do bring a little kid, you stay at the back. Right, you stay at the side, you stay where it's not busy because you do that because you know they could get trampled, they could get in trouble. So, I do believe with these sort of things, these tragedies, it's bad, it's sad. And yes, sometimes definitely there were shortcuts done, the mean there were issues, but. You, you also have to look at it and be like, it is partly the people to blame, right? They're the ones that rushed. No one told them, like, yeah, he might be like, yo, come forward. Come forward and trample everyone. Two different things. Two different things, all right? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So, Yeah. It's sad, it is sad, but I I think we need to be very clear-headed when we look at these things and not hyperboil the fuck out of it all. But, people, people, we've, we've gone deep on the news, we've gone deep on the news, so let's get into some other stuff, shall we? Let's try and brighten things up a little, a little TV and a book, all right? Okay, people, so and I have to say, right, I much love to the people at DDA, you know what I mean? Because, hey, they, they've been supplying me with films and just great content to talk about and they, yo, just recently, you know what I mean? I, they hooked me up with some Apple, Apple shit, right? And one of, you know, we did Finch last week and, um, yo, we also have Snoopy in space, right? Which I'm just like, yo, you know, what I mean? because as a kid, as a kid, right? I mean, Snoopy, Peanuts, that's the shit, right? That that was like awesome. Charles M. Schultz, man, you know, what I mean? created uh, those, those crazy. He nuts, all them crews, you know I mean? and the, the crazy thing—he died in two thousand. You know, what I mean? so you know, not that long ago. He was seventy-seven, though. You're just like yo, man. If only he could have you know lived a little longer. But hey, he, he's got a legacy. Homie has got a legacy, you know. Um. And, and it is funny because, you know, like he, he he when you think so he was born in 1922, so he's lived through a lot of shit, a lot of shit, you know. But peanuts, you now Charlie Brown, Snoopy, it was so joyful. You know what I mean, because look, 1922, so he lived through the hmm. The First World War, I feel that's ended by then. So it might still have been going on, but he'd have been a baby, so you know. But he'd be a little kid during the Second World War. You know, he got Vietnam, right, and then just all the other shit like, do you know, the baby pigs and cute, Q- just all of that. All of that, so yeah, he was around, man. But yeah, as I said, Snoopy just joyful, man. Just all them crazy fucking little characters, doing you know, doing their thing, ah, uh, and, and just bringing joy, bringing joy. You know, you you would watch it going, oh, is Charlie gonna kick the ball? You know, I mean? is Lucy gonna let him? Right. <laughs> I, and it's funny because I remember, you know, because Franklin came in a bit late. I, I I swear Franklin wasn't one of the the originals, but they brought Franklin in. But you know what I mean, just Lucy, Linus, who brother and sister Peppermint Patty, you know Charlie's sisters Sally, you know just uh, Pig Pen. You know what I mean? It it was just... It was fun, man. So you had the cartoon, right? There was, like, the, the, the newspaper columns, the cartoon, then the little TV films and just, you know, just like the Halloween special, just all of that stuff, man. All of that stuff. It was just so good. It was so good. But... Yeah, like a few years back, right, they had, um, you know, the the movie, right, they, they did the movie, which I didn't see, but it looked a little, I don't know, it didn't have that same feel to it, you know what I mean, it didn't seem to have that same feel to it right, because it was a kind of computer animated, which was just a bit like, oh man, like it needs to be the hand drawn, it needs to be the hand drawn, right, you need to do that, you can't fuck with Charlie Brown like that, right, Um, but yeah, so that film, that film dropped in 2015, you know, and, and you thought, oh, is this the start, is this the start of something, but they're nothing, they're nothing. But people, that wasn't it, wasn't it? Because, hey, Apple then announced their streaming service, right, Apple TV Plus, and as part of that, Snoopy in Space, Snoopy in Space was born. And you're like, oh, okay. Awesome. Now it it probably seems a natural fit because there was already a deal in place. You know what I mean? Like the, the peanut international or whatever you call it, they've made a deal with NASA to help introduce people to um science, technology, engineering, and uh, mathematics them for short, you know what I mean, so they, that deal was already there, so yeah, then sending Soupy, S- Soupy Snoopy to space, yeah, you know, that that just feels like the thing to do, right Um, so, Snoopy in space, what the fuck, what is it, All right, so this is the this is the splurge, right Blast off with Snoopy in a series of 12 animated shorts featuring Charlie Brown and the beloved Peanuts gang, Snoopy fulfills his dreams and embarks on his next big adventure, becoming a NASA astronaut. Joined by Charlie Brown and the rest of the Peanuts gang, Snoopy takes command of the International Space Station and explores the moon and beyond. Now, when we say Snoopy fulfills his childhood dreams, right, we should say Snoopy then has now decided he wants to be, <laughs> I mean, you know Snoopy, right, he's a, an airplane pirate, he's a pirate, there's so many things Snoopy has decided to do over the years, right, but now he's decided, hey, I want to be an astronaut. Right, so we get to see this happen and it is fun. <laughs> you know, what I mean, it is yeah, because it is, you know, it's typical Snoopy craziness, right? <laughs> it is typical Snoopy craziness, but um, you know, we, we see him, you know, try and um, apply. Right, he has the idea and we see him try and apply in the first episode. Right. And then he he gets to NASA. Um and he he yeah, he he messes up, right? He messes up and uh, you know, it doesn't doesn't necessarily go well, but you know. Yeah, can't keep a good beagle down and Snoopy perseveres until Kara, right? And Kara is actually an acronym. people. It stands for Computerized Astronaut Recruitment Advisor. Yes, it's a computer system. Kara uh, decides to let Snoopy graduate and become an astronaut. Right, and because of that, it you know she brings in the other kids, right? The the rest of the peanuts gang get to uh, get to be involved. You know what I mean? They, uh, yeah, they are part of the the crew, part of the whole crew. Right, so you've got Franklin as the mission controller. Yeah, and then the rest of the gang. I forget the jobs the others have, but yeah, they're they're helping out. I, I yeah, it, it's fun. It is a, a really just cute series, right? It's wholesome, but man, it just man, made me smile, right? Made me smile, people. Now they're not long; they're about eight, nine minutes long you know, um, and yeah, like, it's it's fun, Snoopy adventures, it feels like the original cartoons, you know, it does feel like that, because when you remember the original cartoons, they were kind of, feel, like, made up of little adventures, and stories, and these, you know, vignettes, as it were, right, so it does feel like that, Um. But we also, while being enjoyed, like while being enjoyed, that's not really chromatically correct, is it? No. But while our, you know, fun receptors are being stimulated, we also get a lot of knowledge dropped on us, right? But It's not in that condescending way. It's just like, you know, hey, you know, someone would say something, but like, man, that's so big. You're like, well, you know, did you know that the ISIS space station is actually the size of a NFL football pitch, right? They say football pitch, but, you know, they mean NFL rather than Soccer, football, you know, because I don't think I feel the pitches aren't quite the same sizes. I think an NFL pitch is bigger. I could be wrong. I feel it's bigger. Anyway, right? So you know we get that. Like when the rocket goes off, find out or you know Orion, the it, the propulsion is that of thirty-one jumbo. Jets, people. 31 jumbo jets. You know what I mean? That's crazy. You know, they teach you stuff about, like, gravity. You know, like, um, the moon. The fact that no atmosphere means shit doesn't go. So there's still footprints and all of that. I didn't know that. I did not know that, you know what I mean, if you went up to the moon, you would still be able to see, um... Neil Armstrong, for a minute I was like, Neil Robinson, that doesn't sound right, Neil Armstrong you could still see his footprints right, which is like yo, okay okay, or you could, on the other hand, you'd be like motherfuckers, why do not you clean up after you, <laughs> you dirty messy motherfuckers, what are you doing <laughs> what are you doing but um, yeah, people like it is Uh, yeah it's great it is really really I I just thought the production level is very good and the thought that went into it right because there is the learning but there's also the fun so yo your little kids they will watch this and you know they will be learning but not know they'll be learning you know which is always a great way of sneaking that shit in, right? <laughs> so, yeah, if you are, you know, if you are thinking, what could I get my little, you know, terrors to watch? And, you know, something that's a little wholesome, right? They don't want them learning how to steal or, you know, any bad words and all of this crazy, crazy or anything that's going to give them nightmares. No, 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 people don't worry because Snoopy in space, it's going to light up their little minds and fill their little hearts with joy. It is very good. And. And the great thing is. Season two is just about to drop. Yes, people. So that's an extra 12 episodes. So if you are new coming in, it's 24 episodes of fun that you have in front of you. Hey, if you were in on the ground floor and you watched season one back in 2019, hey, well, finally, Season two is here, people, so you get to continue your fun adventures with Snoopy, Charlie Brown, Woodstock, and the rest of the Peanuts crew. Which a hey, not bad, right? Not bad at all. Um, you know, oh, something you know I didn't do, right? So um, this is cr- developed, created by Mark Everstaff and Betty Betsy Walters. know yeah. um, It's directed by Rob Boulter, Burzad, Mansodara, Rid Sorensen, and Steve. Evangelitos, uh Jeff Morrow composed the music, and um oh Josh Sherber, Annie Loy, Stephanie Betts, Paige Braddock, Craig Schultz, and Mark Everstaff executive produced it. Um, Kimberly Small was the main producer, you know. Um, and our voice cast, Terry McGurn, voices Snoopy, well, voices, <laughs> Robert Tinker, Tinkler does the same for Woodstock, Effin Pugito, um, handles Charlie Brown, Hattie Cragton, Is Sally Brown, Christian Dalladusa, is Franklin, Isabella Leo is Lucy Van Pelt, Wyatt White is Linus Van Pelt, Holly Gorski is Marcy, Issy Moore is Peppermint Patty, Milo Torrell McGibbon. Is rerun rerun Van Pelt, uh, Nicole Beyer is Cara, uh, Julie Lemieux, Sean Cullen, and David Bernie are um, the uh, the other Woodstockians. <coughs> I don't know if Woodstock. We know what type of bird Woodstock is, right? I don't think that's ever been announced, but yeah, he, his uh, brethren are in it, and they voiced them, so, uh, yeah, there you go, people, you know, Snoopy in space, season one, but season two is coming, alright, so, uh, yeah, as I said, look, it's great, it's wholesome, and it's educational, but in a fun way, all right, so you cannot go wrong with this, all right, enjoy, and, hey, as an adult, right, if you used to watch Charlie Brown, Snoopy, and the gang as a kid, then, hey, you, hey, you're gonna have fun with this shit too, trust me, you will enjoy this too, all right, so there you go, Snoopy in Space. Okay people so today I checked out well oh, I mean this week right checked out the um the first book in a trilogy from Jonathan French so this is called The Great Bastards and it is book 1 of the Lot Lands trilogy. Now, one of the big things about this book, right, so it was first published in 2015 and French entered it into Mark Lawrence's, uh, I think it's an annual um, self-published book um, competition. yeah, I feel that's the the gist of it. Um, yeah, it, it's woof, trying to think of what the hell he calls it, right? It's the SP um, SP something SPF. What is it? SFB SPFBO. Ugh. Yes. That's it, uh, yeah. So I'm imagining that self-published fantasy book offering. Uh, I don't know, but it, it's this big competition. Three hundred books were entered, and uh, yeah, the grey bastard supposedly won it handily. Handily which, you know, that is pretty impressive. And before the competition had finished, French had been offered a two book deal with Crown Publishing, right? So that means, you know, turning it into a trilogy, right? So they bought the rights to The Great Bastards and another two books. So, I mean, that's pretty huge. Right. That's pretty impressive. So, yeah, that that was the whole big thing coming into this. So I was like, let me uh, let me check it out. Uh, So the gist of the book is this. Jackal is proud to be a Grey Bastard, member of a sworn brotherhood of half orcs, Unloved and unwanted in civilised society, the bastards eke out a hard life in the desolate no-man's land called the Lots, protecting frail and noble human civilization from invading hands of vicious full-blooded orcs. But as Jackal is soon to learn, his pride may be misplaced because a dark secret lies at the heart of the bastards. Existence, one that reveals a horrifying truth behind humanity's tenuous peace with the orcs and exposes a grave danger on the horizon. On the heels of the ultimate betrayal, Jackal must scramble to stop a devastating invasion, even as he wonders where his true loyalties lie. Bum, bum, bum. So, yeah, that, I mean, that's the gist of the book, right? Um, and I think one thing that jumped out to me Right? Because I didn't know this going in. But it did feel a lot like Sons of Anarchy. Right? Because the, you know, the Great Bastards ride hogs, which, you know, another name for a motorcycle is a hog. (laughs) I mean, and and it did like it just felt like a, a motorcycle gang in its nature, right, they, and, you know, I've recently, I was watching Sons of Anarchy, gosh, I figure if I started it last year or the beginning of this year, but they, you know, just the the way they act, right, they hang out with hookers and, you know, life of crime and, you know, the, the, the language they use and just all of that, Definitely came across with these half hawks, right? So there was that. And when we first kind of are uh, introduced to them, yeah, they're in a brothel and some shit goes down. You know what I mean? Some some crazy shit goes down with some humans. And it's all a bit, it's all a bit messy. All a bit messy. Uh, so yeah, that, that's that's the thing that jumped off, but yeah, that that is a thing, right? Because that's how the book is marketed. As what well, I think I saw somewhere it said the love child of Lord of the Rings and Sons of Anarchy, which you know, I, you can definitely kind of see that, right? You, you definitely see that. I mean, more Sons of Anarchy than Lord of the Rings. I mean, it's a fantasy tale with orcs, elves, hobbits, and the whatnot. But that, I feel that's the the most it lies with Lord of the Rings. You could probably align it with other fantasy ilk, but yeah there it is. Now I think it it does have interesting components to it. You know, and the world is intriguing to a point, right? You know what I mean? I, I think this whole thing, um intriguing, like the lots are kind of forged out of a war, right? So yeah, I mean, you kind of can look at it like uh, the Treaty of Versailles and the lots were formed after that, right? Because they definitely cause problematic shit, you know, a bit like the Treaty of Versailles, right? So there is that, and yeah, these the, these hoofs are patrolling and keeping it. There were nine, right? I, I I don't think there's nine at this stage of the book, but yeah, as I said, look, these hoofs are like motorcycle gangs. And they, they're patrolling. They are seeing off orcs and centaurs. Those are the the you know the the, the real issues here, which is interesting. Because I, yeah, usually centaurs are I feel they're usually good, right? So I didn't mind that they they you know they, they're trying to mix it up a little. That was all good. That was fine. Uh, now I did. I I think where this kind of fell off for me, it was like, you've got this band of dudes and there's just one female in this band of dudes, right? Which, I mean, we've, I think we've done this so many times, but it's just the way they introduced a female is she comes out to save the day, right? Which is yeah, okay, cool. You know, what I mean? you're introducing this your character and you're making them a, a, a strong character that can stand on their own. But it's like yeah, she's fuck naked, right from the beginning. They, they call her fetching because you know can fetch things for them. Right, get it? So, it is, so it was a bit like uh, okay, and just throughout the book, right, throughout the book, there are so many, so many just dick references. They 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 call them cods in this, right? So there's so many message references to be like. Oh, don't leave your mouth open, someone put their cod in it. Or um, oh, I should hit you around the head with my cod. And it's just like uh, it, it just got a bit much. Just got a bit much. So there's all of that. You you then yeah, this female character, I. The, the the guy that runs the hoof hates her, doesn't want her around, so yeah, she's true, pro- she has to prove that she's one of, one of them and all of this, right, but, you know, she doesn't like guys, she's a lesbian, which, you know, again, it's a little played out, right, now, what they then, see, well, Here's the thing, they they say she's a lesbian, but, and this is no spoiler, from the Giddy we're told that she used to get it on with Jackal all the time, but then stopped once she became a member of the Hoof because she wanted to, you know, look professional and all of that. So it's just like, oh, well, if I can't have him... I'll just do girls, you know. It's a bit like, uh, oh dear, oh dear, right? One of one of the big points of contention is that the you know the bastards are gonna have to pay for their own whores instead of getting them for free, which, okay, right, okay. Now, Jackal, he's got he's two best friends. Fetching and oats, right? Oats is a Fries blood, which means he's more orc than the other, than the normal half orc, right? I, I I believe that's it. I feel I've got that right. Um, yeah, and we we get this constant talk of Jackal wanting to take over the running of the group, right? Again, Sons of Anarchy, right? Jax wanting to take over from his stepdad, who I can't remember that dude's name, um, Hellboy, right? Ron Perlman, that's it. Uh, but it, what I, I just found odd was... Why Jax? Right? Now, because the way the other two characters, Oates and Fetching, are kind of set up, it's like that they are strong. Like, they're good on their own. So you kind of feel that why wouldn't they want to leave the group? You know what I mean? That, that, that was one of the big things that I, I just thought, huh. That's not explained, right? Oh, we're getting Jack to moan or Jack will moan all the time, you know, I want to lead the group, and uh, I should lead the group and it's my right and blah blah blah. But nothing on why the other two wouldn't want to lead, right? Now that you've got the, the point that a lot of the guys don't really want fetching a part of the group and They just want to fuck her. But that still wouldn't take away the fact that she would want to lead it. You know what I mean? So we have all of this. Now, there's this kind of a twist in the story, probably about a third of the way in, which, to be honest, it's a third or maybe half of the way in. But it's not a twist. Right. With the way it's all led to that point, you know exactly what's going to happen. There's no, you know, shock here. And with the thing. Right. You then again, you know, okay, there's more to it. Right. It's obvious that there's more to it. It's just a little bit obvious on where the story goes. I mean, like. The, the the big threat at the very end, you're like, yeah, obviously that was, right? When someone never really answers any of your questions, yeah, there's something to that, right? But they never pushed on these vague answers and all of that. So yeah, I just found the book a little too, a little bit too predictable and, it just was going way too hard with the sex references. It is, it, it's, it's just a bit like, yo, we, we you know what I mean? Everyone knows what sex be, right? It, it's just like, this isn't anything new. Like you don't have to, do, like, it, it's kind of, and I don't want to sound bad, right? But it's kind of felt like it's talked about, like it's, you know, uh, I don't know, like when you're 10, uh, I'd say 10. Probably 10 too young. Um, I don't know. You know what I mean? When you, when you first find out about sex and all of that, you're like, yo, oh, oh, shit. So what do they do? All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm going to fuck a chick. Oh, I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm gonna, you know what I mean? It, it's just like that, right? It, it just felt a bit too much like that. And, hey, here's the thing, people. As I said, it ran away. With the SPFBOs, it ran away, right? According to Martin Lawrence, Mark Lawrence, even. So people love this book. It got a publishing deal before the competition finished. So hey, there's a lot of people that are gonna love this book. You understand? But yeah, it, it, it just didn't really didn't really work for me, just because. I just found it a bit too predictable. Found it a bit too predictable, and a lot of you know, a lot of the the characters we've seen characters work in this way before. You know, we've seen it; it's nothing new. And you're you're saying, "Oh, we're creating the you know a strong female character," but you haven't really, right? There's anything that she becomes and gets is given to her, right? Like, it's just a bit like, yo, okay, all right, fine, if that's what you're going to do, man. But uh, as I said, look, a load of people do love the book, and I kind of think if you were a fan of, um, oh shit, what was that book called, uh, bad, there's one called Level Up or Die, right, or, um, she, what was the, that other one that I read recently, that kind of, you know, this, this felt like it was a similar vein Um, shit! Oh, Rise of the Shadow Rogue, right? So I feel if you liked Rise of the Shadow Rogue, and uh, again, a load of people did, or if you liked Level Up or Die, then I I feel right that the great bastards will speak to you. That you know, I mean, you will enjoy this book. The narration. Uh, by Will Damon is is good, I thought the narration was very good, uh, so you have that, and, right, as I told you, it's a trilogy, the last part came out in September, I think it was, right, so, yeah, the next book, book two, is The True Bastards, and the third book is The Free Bastards, so, hey, if you're just looking to get into this now, yeah, you you have some, you know, the ability to actually finish a trilogy. You don't have to wait on, you know, the next parts coming out and all of that. So that's a big bonus. Um, yeah, I, I didn't think this was as good as The Grim Company. But, you know what I mean? That, that, that's just me, people. That's just me. But, yeah, there you go. Right, the, the gray bastards, it's out, and uh, yeah, full trilogy completed, people. So, uh, you know, that, that could be your cup of tea in this a fantasy a genre, okay, people. So as we do, we're coming to the end of another episode. But before we bounce, let's take a look and see what's happening in the world of TV. And there's some good shit happening in the world of TV, people. Now, I thought this was interesting, right? So they are um, they are making a TV version of Fatal Attraction, right? Which... I feel interesting just because I thought they made a they they did a remake film a few years back. I thought that happened. But it's just like why? <laughs> and especially because they're changing it. Right? So what they um uh what, what are they saying, right? They're saying that um you know It's a new interpretation that plans to unfold through the lens of modern attitudes towards strong women, personality disorders, and conceive control, coercive control. This aims to avoid a simplified, oversimplified male gaze, take and offer a more nuanced. Uncomplex interpretation, which is just like, just call it something else, right? Make something else because I feel, you know, what I mean, like to say that I, you know, what I mean, the original story isn't how people look. There are plenty of crazy broads, you know, what I mean, that would do what Gangos did. You know what I mean? You, you you have a fling, right? And there's look, there's times when people lie, right? Pretend you're single and do a little thing, which you know it's not right, right? But then there's other times when both parties know, right? But one party still will think, well, this could be more, right? So to to try and pretend that uh, oh that's just a male fantasy because listen there's crazy chicks and there's crazy dudes i've known dudes that have done like i mean they're not boiling bunnies but they've been they've definitely been sprung out you know what i mean and i've known chicks that have done the same right so yeah it's just a way i feel it's always that Ah, that stupid, you know what I mean, simplification when you just go, oh, it's just a male gaze. You know what I mean? Because, look, you got creepy dudes, you're creepy girls, right? Why are we trying to pretend anything other? And that's the thing, like, just call it something else, right? But anyway, um, Lizzie Kaplan will be taking up the role of Alex in this interpretation mm-hmm. all right so over on apple tv plus you know i mean they've got an eight episode series called extra Polations, Play... Extra extrapolations right um and it's framed around climate change you know which is uh yeah, you know, I guess, I guess you know what I mean it's the thing to jump on right now. You know what I mean? Uh, well, the the cast is filling out, right? You've got Edward Norton, Indira Varma, Kerry Russell, Cherry Jones, and um, Michael Gandolfini, right? So, um, yeah, they're gonna be up in it. Right. Um, it says Newton is playing a scientist, Verma an inventor, Russell a gun for hire, Jones do US as president, and Gandolfini is a computer programmer. Right. Um, you've also got Sienna Miller. Gemma Chan, Taya Ram, uh, we've got Meryl Sheep, Shriek, Kit Harrington, Matthew Reese, David Schwimmer, David Diggs, Ezra Gonzalez, Toby Maguire, Adrash Govrath, Marion Coulthard. And Forrest Whitaker. Right? So Scott Zed Burns created it. Um and it's executive produced with Michael Ellenberg, Greg Jack Jacobs, Dorothy Bortenberg, and Lindsay Springer. Alright, so over on Netflix, man, like you know what I mean? We're getting uh, Cowboy Bebop, right? Cowboy Bebop, I thought that's how you say that, right? Um, that's coming, but also, also people, they're doing a, a another live action, right? We're getting um, One Piece, you know what I mean? That's, uh, yeah, that's coming to the platform and uh you know what i mean they have um, been doing their, their casting for it All right um so you've got to do um inaki gudu and um yeah that he's gonna be monkey d luffy emily rudd is nami Jacob Romero-Gibson is Uzop, Taz Skylar is Sanji, and Makenu is Rorana Zuro. Hmm. Ah, I guess if you're fans, you, you will appreciate all of that, and I wonder if those people match up your perceptions of what those characters would be. Right, so um, Stephen Mieda is the writer, showrunner, and executive producer. Matt Owens um, also is writing and executive producing. Um, Marty Adelson, El Oda, and Becky Clements are also... Executive producing on the piece, so um, yeah, so you know, we'll see um, how it goes, right? And um, I guess we'll get a taste, right? Because this is the same studio that is doing Cowboy Beaver, right? Which is dropping, I feel that's dropping soon right, it might be next week or something, you know what I mean, now, this, whoo, this has got me excited, right, because we know, you know what I mean, we're getting, so John Whitford, that just, I feel that finished shooting the other day, right, and hey, the the Continental, right, the TV series spin, that suddenly picked up steam, and they've been casting and everything like that and we've got more people joining the cast right so peter green um a moddy and jeremy bob have um all joined the series you know um that joins winston scott no that sorry that joins Colin Woodall, who is playing a younger Winston Scott, right? Um, yes. So, who else is playing? And, yeah, you know. Um, oh, Hubert uh Adieu. Jessica Alian, Mishka Prada, uh, Noon Eight, uh, and Mel Gibson. Oh, and Ben Robson as well. So, yeah, the grown people, cool. Greg Coleridge and Kirk Wood, are um, writing and show running. So I am very interested in this, man. You know what I mean? Because the, the films are fun. The films are so fun. Now it's only three episodes, so it's going to be on Stars. It's three episodes. Stars makes sense because Stars is owned by Lionsgate, isn't it? So you know what I mean? That's a uh, yeah, man. No no date on when it will be coming, but um, you know, there you go. Now, it's funny, I was talking about uh, the Wheel of Time with a friend just the other day, and, uh, you know what I mean, because that's coming to, uh, it's coming to um, Amazon, as I'm trying to think, yo, where's it going? It's Amazon, yeah, it's going to, I think on Friday, right, next Friday it's dropping, um, although it's going to be, ugh, like an episode every fucking week, man. Just throw it all out there. That's all I want. You know what I mean? This bullshit weekly. blast So yeah, we've um, we have got some new additions to the cast, right? Which is all being showrun by Rife Judkins. So yes, uh, well. You know, it's an adaptation of the Robert Jordan and books, which got finished off by Brandon Sanderson. Um, oh, Judkins said, I think The Wheel of Time lends itself better to a television series, which is true, because there was a, a, a period when they were looking to uh, turn it into films, which I was like, eh, it's too much, man too much information for a film, you know what I mean, Um, yeah, that's why I think now is the right moment for it to finally exist, because people who know that books, um, it's just a story about the characters and the journeys, each of them is on, the amount you'd have to compress it to, to turn it into a series of movies is too much, it would take away the heart of what's good about it. Um, yeah, and because of that, right, he, uh, yeah, he's got thoughts on how, uh, how huge it could be, right? Um, supposedly right, they're, they're thinking it could be eight seasons, eight seasons, right, that's, uh, that's interesting, I mean, it's it's big, right, which, I don't know, it's one of those things, it's just like, uh, can it maintain, right, there's people got sick of Walking Dead after a while, yeah, I, I, I think... Most people hate the last season of Walking Dead, so it's just can this sustain over? You know what I mean? Now I think each the first season at least is uh, I think it's just eight episodes. You know, I don't think it's a long one, which could help. But I don't know, man. We will see what happens. But, you know what I mean, um, Friday was Disney Day, as it were. They had Investor Call, and they dropped a whole heap of shit on Disney Plus, right? And so, yeah, all their plans, man. So many plans came out, right? And on both sides, film and TV, we're just looking at the t- some of the TV shit, right? And... Um, interestingly enough right because manny it was like boy a long ass time ago man 2008 2008 right we had the um the spider spiderwick chronicles film which came out kind of through nickelodeon and paramount and it kind of shocked it wasn't good you know what i mean um now, you, you knew they wanted to turn it into a temple because it, it's a um, it's a huge book series, right? Um, from Tony D. Terlizzi and Holly Black, right? It's a, it's a big book series. Um, so, hey, Disney have just picked it up, right? Disney picked it up, which makes sense because Paramount... You know what I mean obviously they wouldn't have the um rights to it anymore. It's been so long, right? Um and you only keep the rights for that long if you do shit with it. And as they haven't, boom boom. So Disney have it. And uh yeah. It's interesting. Because it kind of feels it's a it's something they would do. You know what I mean? When you look at the amount of shows and things Disney have put out, it does seem to fit the brand. Right? So um, yeah, I'm I'm intrigued to see right what they do. And they put out some concept art, gotta say, doesn't look bad. Doesn't look bad. Now, um, the books follow the Grace family. As they move into a dilapidated ancestral home and begin to unravel a dark mystery about their great great uncle who discovered a foreboding fairy world existing parallel to their own. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know, man. We'll see what they do, right? We will see what. They do. Now, that's not all. That's not all. Now, this, oh, oh I've been waiting for this because, you know what I mean? Disney have got a an upcoming show called Nautilus, right? And you hear the name Nautilus, I feel there's one thing that you think of, right? Right? It's Captain motherfucking Nemo, son. It's Captain Nemo, right? And, ah, uh, I love Jules Verne's 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. It, like, like, I've read the book, I've watched the numerous adaptations, you know what I mean? So, when the, you know what I mean, you knew that Disney were going to be making a show, it was like, okay, I'm there, right? So, it's going to be a 10 part series, and um, Shazad Latif is going to be taking up the mantle of Nemo, <laughs> you know what I mean, so, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool, Mac- Michael Matthews is going to be um, directing, now, he, he's most recently done Love and Monsters, we spoke about that last year, you know, it came out early pandemic, um, And the direction was decent. It's just the story was a bit meh, you know? But, uh, you know, he's not writing it. So, uh, you know, it's being written by James Dormer who is also executive producing the piece. So, um, you know, that's fun, right? And um, yeah. It's like James Mason played an early Nemo back in 54. 1954 was the last time Disney messed in this pool. So, uh, yeah, can't wait, man. Can't wait. So, obviously, they, they're they modernizing it, right? Um, you know, but eh, I don't know. We, we, we'll see what they do. We will see what they do, and hopefully they don't ruin this story that I love so much. Okay. So, now, we've already had announcements of a lot of um, shows that were coming, right? Now, um, Andor is one of those shows, right? Star Wars prequel. So, it's the prequel to um, Rogue One, right? Starring Diego Luna who's, um you know coming back as Cassia Cassian andor is that how you say it I don't know I thought that's how you say it right um well they've confirmed that that will be coming um in the third quarter of 2022 right so um yeah have that now, also coming in that third quarter, people, it's Miss Marvel. All right? It's Miss Marvel, which, I mean, I'm kind of got, yeah, I'm very intrigued to see how this goes because, you know, she's got all stretchy powers and everything. But I really enjoyed um, Willow G. Is Willow G. Wilson? I feel it's Willow G. Wilson. Her um, her take on the character. You know what I mean? I, 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 yeah, I'm behind in all my comics, right? But I've read whew, the, the the first series and then the um, the second volume of it and I enjoy the fuck out of it. So it's gonna be fun to see how Kamala Khan comes to the screen and um, Iman uh, Velani is gonna be playing Khan, so yeah, I don't know. We'll see how it is. So, um, yeah, it's being um, written. I think no, I think it's being directed by Bishop K. Ali, right? Uh, so yeah, and this will be our first take of the character because she's gonna be in Captain Marvel two, so. Uh, yeah you know (laughs) that's not all it's not all people because um yeah there's a whole heap of other shows that are coming right and um echo right that was look we knew echo was coming but they officially announced it on friday you know what I mean, and um, Cox is going to be playing Echo. Now we get to see Echo real soon because she's going to be starring in Hawkeye, which drops. I want to. I feel like Hawkeye drops on the twenty fourth of November. Right, I feel that's right. Um, but that's not all people because we're getting boy, we're being spoiled with shit, right? So, um, Spider Man freshman year, yeah. Now, that's not the name of the third film, right? Starring Tom Holland. No, 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 this is gonna be a new animated series, yes. Which, uh, yeah, I don't know. Is it going to spin out of the films? I don't know, people. But, hey, I'm there for it. We also know we're getting Marvel Zombies, right? There's going to be a second season of What If? I haven't watched the first yet. But once I do, I will be dropping that here. So don't worry about that. Um. There's also She-Hulk and Secret Invasion. They're still coming. And, right, so after Wonder Vision, right? A little bit, you know, I feel like a month after we got word that Agatha Harkness is getting, could be getting her own series. And it looks like she is people. It looks like she is. And it is being called Agatha, House of Harkness. <laughs> and, you know, we're also getting Moon Knight and um, Ironheart. You know here I mean? so, boy, there is some good shit coming, man. I am Groot as well. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's fun man. It is fun time to be alive and yo, you know what I mean? We're going to end on this one because it's a a big one. It's a big one, right? If you're a fan of the 90s. Now, the X-Men, the animated series, I mean, everyone loved that one, right? It was fun. But it kind of ended on a cliffhanger now they they picked it up in comic book form i feel a year or so ago might be more because my track of time is gone right but yeah they they they, they did a um a comic book you know pickup of it like they've done with the batman tv show and a few other things right but we're now getting an animated series again, right? It's called X-Men 97. And you know what? It's picking up with a five season original left off. <laughs> yes, people, that is correct. So you will no longer have to think, oh, but what happened, man? because hey, we will soon find out. So that's gonna be coming in 2023, right? And another thing, people, you know, a lot of the original voice cast are returning as well. So Cal Dodd, Lenora Zan, George Buzzer, Adrian Howe, Christopher Britton, Catherine Disher, Chris Potter, Alison Seeley-Smith and Alison Court will be uh, taking up the reins of their old characters and filling things out is Jennifer Hale, Aniwa, um, Bucci, Ray Chase, Matthew Walterson, J.P. Kalak, Holly Chu, Jeff Bennett and A.J. Lowe um, Kuzuri, right, so, um, hey, this, this is fun as fuck, man, this is fun as fuck, right, so, um, Bo De mayo is gonna be the head writer on the piece and executive producer, and, um, Eric and Julia Lewand will also be writers on the piece, and it's getting directed by Larry Housen. You know? So, um, yeah. People. <laughs> and the thing is, right? Because this series is the old series, is on Disney And the other, I saw it recently, and I was like, oh, I might um might dip back in. Right? I might dip back in. But you know what? Nah. Now I'm gonna wait. I'm going to wait until this drops so, boom, can just, yeah, have some fun like that, right? Damn, this is good shit. This is good shit. All right, people, so that's it. We will see you next week, all right? So, until then,